A reading from the book of Mark. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, throwing him into convulsions and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. When I was in college at the University of California in Santa Barbara, one of the first big protests that I helped to organize was against some of the teaching that was happening at the university. Let me explain. In 1985, the CIA instituted a program across the country developing relationships uh, with academia. And in short, this program was to have active CIA agents teach at universities in political science departments and in other departments at the expense of the CIA. In other words, the CIA continued to employ and pay these so-called professors while they taught under the university banner. In 1987, two years after the program had started at UC Santa Barbara, we discovered that one of these agents was actually teaching on our campus as well. And there was, of course, a huge uproar not simply because of the presence of the CIA on campus, but because the university was violating its own values, its own principles and policies regarding academic freedom. We argued that the CIA professors' loyalties were primarily to the CIA and not to the university, since it was the CIA that was paying him and that there was no way for students learning in his classes to verify what he was teaching, since the resources he was basing his teaching on were sometimes classified. Student activists demanded that the university terminate the contract with the CIA, and our campaign culminated in a giant outdoor teach-in in front of the administration building with nearly 1,000 students in attendance. There was a number of fiery speakers that day that made, uh, made a dem that demonstrated a convincingly, a demonstrated convincingly how the university was going against its own teaching values. We ended up, we ended the teaching that day by actually occupying the administration building, and 35 of us students were arrested and jailed. I may have been one of them. And one month later, the CIA teacher in residence program was terminated. Our gospel passage today comes from the gospel of Mark chapter 1, 21 through 28. And it 
it immediately follows the passage from last week where Jesus is walking along the Sea of Galilee and calls the first four people uh, to join his movement. Two sets of brothers, fishermen, some of the lowest vocations uh, in the socioeconomic ladder of that society. But this would not simply be a movement to save souls. Rather, it would be a movement to right wrongs. When Jesus says, I will teach you to fish for people, he does so in the tradition of the prophets. The prophet Amos, in chapter 4 of that book, sharply criticizes the elite aristocrats of Israel, whom he calls the cows of Bashan, warning that Yahweh will haul them away like sardines to judgment. The time, Amos says, is surely coming upon you who oppress the poor and crush the needy when they shall take you away with hooks, even the last of you with fish hooks. And so today, in that tradition, with these fishermen by his side, Jesus takes his budding prophetic fish for people movement to a synagogue in the city of Capernaum to teach. On this holy day, the Sabbath, and in this holy place, the synagogue, Jesus takes his teaching to the heart of his people, to the center of his religion, to the core of his culture and its values. Mark does not tell us what Jesus actually taught that day, but he does tell us that Jesus taught as one having authority and not an authority like the scribes. It might be important here to say um, a little something about the scribes, who they were and, and what did they do. The main activity of the scribes was teaching. Their job was to explain. Their job was to interpret for the people the meaning of the law and the prophets and how to perhaps apply these teachings in the context of the community and in people's lives. And in, even in some more legalistic, formal ways, they were even responsible for creating legal documents such as contracts and divorce papers and land agreements uh, and other things like that based on their interpretation of scripture. But as we will see throughout this gospel, throughout all the gospels, the scribes had compromised their sacred vocation as far as Jesus saw it. Instead of interpreting the law and the prophets through the lens of liberation, instead of proclaiming these interpretations as good news for the poor, for the oppressed, they now mostly offered up religious teachings that protected and preserved their own power and their own privilege in society and in the religious system. To me, the gospel passage it feels like a protest today, the first of many for Jesus in this gospel. Today, he launches his mission of liberation by challenging the powers that be, particularly the scribes and their twisted teachings about God, which are intended to maintain the religious status quo. Jesus teaches and proclaims a counter-narrative, one that will turn upside down many people's thinking about God, what is most important to God, how God acts in the world, and through whom. 
Clearly, what Jesus began teaching that day in the synagogue on that Sabbath and what he will go on to teach and embody for the rest of his life was a huge threat for some there. And so representing all those who are threatened by Jesus's authoritative message of liberation, a man acting as a proxy for the scribes suddenly stands up in the synagogue and cries out, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? Have you come to take away our power? Have you come to take away our privilege? Have you come to wrest from us our authority to speak on God's behalf? Be silent, Jesus says, and come out of him. And in that simple act and with those few words, the religious elite, those who had opted to teach stories of self-preservation at the expense of God's wild and inclusive story of liberation, justice, grace, and love, they felt their power and their privilege diminished, while others experienced God's reign draw closer. The way I see it, the unclean spirit in this passage today is abusive power and privilege. The unclean spirit is the false teaching of the scribes that says that in God's eyes, some of us are more clean, more blessed, more worthy, more valuable, more deserving, more loved than others. Be silent, Jesus says. Be silent and come out of him. At hearing those words and feelings, feeling Jesus' power, the unclean spirit convulses the man and with a loud shout comes out of him. The spirit's violent exit from the man demonstrates something that we perhaps already know all too well these days. And that is that the thinking, the belief systems, and the teachings that declare, in, that declare some in and others out, some pure and others impure, some worth more and others worth less, those ways of thinking are not given up easily. We saw a frightening demonstration of that on January 6th in our nation's capital. But we also see all around us in small and big ways convulsing and shouting as old oppressive exclusivist teachings are challenged and confronted with stories of God's liberation, justice, equity, and love. Today's gospel is not just the beginning of Jesus's mission and ministry. It can be a beginning for us too. It can be a beginning for us as we strive to find new ways to extricate one another from any oppressive teachings that somehow diminish or demonize others. It can be an opportunity to be astounded and amazed anew at Jesus's, Jesus and his message of liberation. And it can also be an occasion for us to recommit ourselves to this new authoritative teaching of Jesus which is actually just the old, old story of God's love. Amen.